Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Edwin. It sure is good to see you on this Wednesday in the middle of the week. You know what day it is, don't you? I, I do, I do. Go ahead. Well, no, I want you. I want you to read my socks here. <laughs> And so you can tell me what day is it, Edwin? Wow, hump day on your socks. You got you, the socks, you buddy. You got your Wednesday socks on. Just for you. <laughs> that is, you take Wednesday seriously, don't you? Got to, got to, got to work hard so you can play hard, my friend. Was that a Father's Day gift? Uh, I'm not sure if that was Father's Day or maybe someone that just knew me so well. <laughs> Uh, that's that's going to be one of the few things that people look back at Text Talk and wish they had had video they for. They wish they had video for that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Middle of the week, Matthew chapter 3. I'm thinking let's talk a little bit about verses 7 through 12. You got that in your New King James sure over do. there? Yeah, Matthew chapter 3, verse number 7. But when he, this is going to be John the Baptist, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Can we just say call back to Psalm 1? Woo! chaff i mean here john is is tying us back to what even psalm one season two how did he know going back to season two week one that the righteous are like a tree yep that bears fruit in its season that's right that does not wither but prospers in everything but the wicked are like chaff which will not stand in the fi- will will not stand in the judgment will not stand in the assembly of the righteous. So here John is really calling back to that concept that we saw in Psalm 1. I'm glad we spent some time in the Psalms. Maybe what surprises us then is to see who's he calling the wicked, who's he calling the chaff. It's actually the Pharisees and the scribes. Well, these were the ones who would be the uh, teachers and like professionally righteous people. Uh, who came out with all of these crowds from Jerusalem and all Judea. I mean, it's a kind of a mixed bag of folks who've come out to the wilderness to see John and hear John. It makes you wonder what sort of business those fellows were there upon, but John had a special message for them. So we're reading <laughs> this chapter every day of the week. And one of the great things about reading a chapter again and again and again is I, I start to notice things that I missed the first time. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like the first mm-hmm. time I read it, it's just like, oh, yeah, I've read this before. Let's get this done. And then the second time, it's like, oh, well, oh, that was neat. You know, now we're, we're on fourth reading today. And this week, this, this account has hit me just slightly differently. Let me just throw this out, and you, you can push back and say I'm wrong, or if you, if you see it also, I guess we can talk about that too. 
um, I've never thought of it this way before, but as I'm reading this, and maybe it's just the ESV translation, but it almost makes it seem to me like the Pharisees and Sadducees came out with an initial idea of they too were going to be baptized, mm. that, that they weren't just coming out just to hear mm-hmm. and just to report, but rather, you know, yeah, here's this, here's this, this guy they, that's they out there, part of the movement. They, they're wanting to be a part of the movement, but John recognizes there's a difference in these guys than with the others who are coming. Hmm. Um, I could be wrong about that. Maybe they were just coming to hear, and John is seeing them stand on the side and is therefore rebuking him. But the, so I mean, here's the way the ESV says it. Yeah, okay. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, yeah, I don't know. When I just hear that huh. phrase, coming to his baptism, it's not coming to hear him preach. It's not coming to watch. It's it's like, hey, yeah, we're coming. We're coming to be a part of this. Now, of course, they reject it because of what John preaches to him. I and mean, I know Jesus later is going to ask them a question. That yeah. They've, they've rejected this. But, right. Um, yeah. The baptism of John, where did it come from? So we'll, we'll circle back to this idea. You know, I'll just say that, um, you know, maybe. Yeah. I, I'll have to confess that I... I I have a hard time divorcing the the Pharisee. It's hard for me to kind of read this with the fresh eyes. It's like I already kind of know so much about the Pharisees and Sadducees, the way this thing's going to play out. I have a hard time attributing good motives to them at the beginning, but maybe I should. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying this to give them good motives. Oh. In fact, I think he saw that their motives were not good. He started, yeah, you're right, because he he begins right away by identifying for everybody that these people are not who you think they are. Exactly. So when they're coming out to receive the baptism, possibly to receive it, it's not actually coming out to receive it. It is just like you said, get in on the movement. Here's the next big thing. We're going to be a part yeah, of this. Yeah. Here's this Here's this guy who's saying that the kingdom is about to come. We want to be a part of that too. But what John realizes is that their motivation is just going through the motions. Okay. So where, you know, kind of the whitewashed tomb deal. Yeah. If, if I should be making big prayers... So everyone can see me pray, I'll do that. If I should be uh, giving out alms and blowing trumpets, or if I sees me do it, I should be doing that. If I should go down where the crowds are and get baptized, I'll go do that. I'll go do that. But so notice Jesus, or Jesus, John's word. Mm. You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Guys, this is about fleeing the wrath to come. I don't think that's what you guys are doing. Okay. I think you're just coming down here and getting wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's how I know. You need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. That's what the message was about earlier, wasn't it? Repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So here are men that are coming and they are refusing to repent. They're they're willing to walk through the motions. They're willing to ride the tide of the movement that is popular right now. Mm -hmm. But what they're not willing to do is change. They're, they're not willing to let the movement change them. They're still hanging on to all their old hypocrisies. Mm-hmm. They're still hanging on, as the Sadducees, to their materialism. They're still hanging on to the loopholes that they have found to, to get around some of the law. Because this is really about, we, we've got to repent. We've got to come back. The kingdom is coming. We need to be living according to the message that God had that prepares right. the way for that right. kingdom. And that's not what they're interested in doing. And John calls them on it. To me... There's something really fabulous about this, something even pragmatic for us. It is very easy when someone says, I want to get baptized, to just say, yeah, all right, good. Let's notch in my belt. I'm going to dunk you under the water. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take you through the process. What it points out, though, is that 
even for the baptism that we have, Jesus's baptism, mm-hmm. though it is different than this one, it is a baptism of repentance. It is. It is. It is proclaimed on the day of Pentecost. Repent. That's and right. be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And here, it's a baptism of repentance. It is not just a baptism of ritual. It's a really good point to make, and that is not to take away in, in any manner from the essentiality of baptism and oh, no, immersion of water, but to put the proper emphasis upon repentance. And this is something that the New Testament talks about for those that would come to Christ. It means the change. And, uh, and uh, you know, the change of attitude, the change of, dir- change of direction. John, as a crier that Christ is coming, he, he tells it, it means a change. Can right? I say it this way? Yeah. Talking about the essential nature of both. I cannot truly repent without baptism, and I cannot truly be baptized without repentance. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's exactly the point we're getting at. And John sees some people that are coming, Mm -hmm. and even though his is a precursor to the true ultimate one baptism, Mm -hmm. and even though his entire message is there is somebody else who is coming after me, when he sees this disingenuous approach... He, he calls him on it. He's, he's, he's having none of that. It's not about, let me see the numbers. Let me see how many I can get into the water today. It's, I, I, want, I want people to respond to the message, which is a message of change, because this kingdom is here. This kingdom is coming. Change. John is all about being authentic, isn't he? He's all about being real. I know you love that. And I just love that. And uh, But here's where I'm going with that. You know what? The, being real, man, it, it didn't mean that you just... Accept yourself as you are and continue on, and the world can like it or lump it. You know, get real about who you are before a righteous God. And what that means is repent. It means that you need to change because God does not. God doesn't have to take you like you are. If, if you're involved in hypocrisy and unrighteousness and godlessness, repent, change. And, uh, and John told him straight. And John was able to tell that they were not repenting because there was no fruit. Now, that's an interesting thought. What do you think that's... What's, what is to, that to idea, bear fruit, fruit of repentance? Fruit or, so I guess to me, fruit would be the, you know, fruit goes from a tree. How do I know it's an apple tree? Oh, there's apples coming off of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the evidence. It's the product of repentance. It's the vine that's healthy and strong, and so it bears a fruit. Uh, yeah, so... Signs of repentance, re- actions of repentance. Okay, there you go. I, I like that. that. So we often say that repentance is a change of mind leading to a change of action. Yes. Repentance is not merely a change of mind. There should also be a change, change of, of action. action. And, and we see that fruit, that fruit that comes from the changed heart. If the heart has changed, then the action, the behavior, the teaching is going to change. Well, let me ask you about that because, you know, if I'm if I'm Sam Sadducee and I heard John's very direct preaching and I felt bad, like I felt genuinely sorry about some of the lousy things I do. Is that repentance? I mean, I you know, getting that rebuke and feeling bad, is that it? No, that is not repentance. That is just some sorrow. And we're going to figure out, is that a godly sorrow or is that a worldly sorrow based on, does it actually lead you to repentance? So is there a scripture that helps me navigate that? (laughs) Hmm. Softball. (laughs) 
I'm trying. Yeah, Second Corinthians chapter you call, seven. I'm trying to segue. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter seven has actually been on my mind as I've been thinking about this. Is as Paul talks about the difference between the different kind of sorrows. Let's see. He's writing to them. I'm going to start in verse eight. Second Corinthians seven eight. For even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I see that the letter grieved you, though only for a while. Can he, can you translate that? <laughs> This is the SV. How come I have to translate it? Okay. So, so he says, is he I wrote, sorry I wrote, he wrote the letter or is he not? I wrote you a letter and I made you sorry. Okay. And he said, I, I, I don't regret it. I don't, I don't regret sending you this letter. I mean, I kind of regret it because I really hate to be the cause of you grieving. Okay. But at the same time, I realized that you actually needed to grieve. He told him the hard things and he hated that he had to do that. Yeah. Kind of spank him that way. That's but, exactly right. But so, it needed to be done. So I'm letting you know I had to do something I didn't want to do. I don't regret doing it because it needed to be done. But I mean... I really hated to have to do that. As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. For see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, but also what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment... He says he recognized their actions changed, and mm. and that's his that's his point. I, you know, as I think this through, I have to think that with John, I guess in my mind, I've always just seen it as these guys come out, and John just sees them, and he knows, oh, you guys are bad. I'm not going to baptize you. I, I'm guessing there's actually a little bit more of John is teaching for a while. He's baptizing people, and he's starting to notice this group of people. This is how they're behaving mm-hmm. and responding, mm-hmm. which leads to him preaching this. That's probably a lot more accurate. This this is this is probably taking a lengthy period of time and compressing it as if it's this one event, but it's this this progressive um, well, teaching and, and interaction. From other passages of Scripture, we know John's about six months older than Jesus. So John's about 30 and a half, 31, something like this. He has seen institutional Judaism his whole life, sure. and he's been called to something different. Yeah. 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 Repentance. I, I think that that gets us to the point today. What I need to be thinking about is I, I need to have an honest thorough, fearless inventory of my life and ask, okay, is the fruit there? Am I repenting or am I just gone through some motions and hope to ride the wave of this wonderful Christian movement or or am I letting it change me? That's the question I have to ask. It's great to uh, be here in the middle of the week here with Andrew wearing his Wednesday socks. So uh, I hope you've got your Wednesday socks on, but we're, we're going to be continuing on tomorrow. Hope you can come back. Go to our Facebook group. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, thank you so much for the discussion we've been able to have, for this reminder about repentance. If there's anybody who is listening to this, Lord, who needs to repent who needs to be baptized for the remission of their sins, who needs to come in alignment with your son, Jesus, I pray that they would reach out and we'd be able to help them, if not to us, to someone near them who can help them bring glory to you and draw them into your family and your kingdom. It's through your son, Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. I guess in my mind, I've always just seen it as Sadducees, the Pharisees and Sadducees showed up. And sorry, there's a super pack. <laughs> These are the people who are trying to be both the Fadducees. Anyway, that's with a pH. They've come out. They're here. fat. <laughs> okay, this, now we're, we're in a nosedive. Now, sorry. let's just wrap this up. The, so 